But let's go back to the U.S. now. We've got a better connection. Wixos Radio. Marcus Johnson joins us on the line. Good evening, Marcus. Thanks again for speaking to us in South Africa. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on as always. Great stuff. Thank you. Views from the couch. I enjoyed that to look ahead to the fights as Stevenson and Valdez, as well as Amanda Sereno and Katie Taylor. Um, maybe let's start by let's start with Stevenson and Oscar Valdez. How do you look back at that fight now, Marcus? You know what's funny? What, what I wrote for, for in my fights last week, it's pretty much the fight played out how I wrote, which is mm. kind of disappointing if you really think about it because the goal of me writing these stories is to be wrong all the time, but I wasn't wrong on this. And the one thing with Stevenson in that fight against Valdez, not only was he bigger in the ring, he was able to pretty much employ, pretty much imply his will for about all of, by maybe about two rounds. Uh, early on in the fight, he couldn't. But after that, it was pretty much secure Stevenson and everything. That was it. It was really impressive. And the problem now for Stevenson at this point is now he's the unified champion at 130. Uh, mm-hmm. His promoter, Bob Arams, already said uh, the other two guys that hold bells, Gutierrez and Ogawa, well, they're already busy anyway, but he wants no part of those guys. So I think at this point, it's either Robinson, Conciao, or he moves up. Ah, oh, okay. Interesting. But was that the defining fight for Shakur? A lot of people felt it was a make-or-break fight for him. Yes and no. Yes, because he looked great in it. No, because top rank has put so much behind this kid. It's it's unreal how much they have behind him. I don't think it would have would have ruined him if, if he lost. To be honest with you, only also because he's twenty three. Mm. So they they have they have a lot of time with this kid, and it's really it's really interesting just the way that he's grown from his fights and just in the way he's his style is. Where before he was more defensive, and now he's still defensive, but now he's just. He's 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 a putting pressure more on these fighters as opposed to what he was doing beforehand, letting them come to him, and it's 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 actually really fascinating to watch now. And for those who don't know his background, how do you describe his background? I know he was at the Rio Olympics in 2016, right? Yeah, he was a uh, he, he has an amateur background. He has about a, I want to say at least 75 amateur fights oh. before going to Rio. Uh, came up came up with short at that the whole Rio thing. People still remember him from crying about all of that. Yeah. And no, but he's been fighting since then. Uh, he's been he's been around for a while now, and this is as far as part of mature maturation for him at this point. Uh, I heard after the fight that he was already talking about Devin Haney. Is that possible? That's possible, but he has to wait on Haney, and Haney has two fights against George Cambosis. The first one in June That's coming crazy. up at the, at, at the top, top, top of the month on June 4th, and then the second one, because there's a rematch clause for that fight, win, lose, or draw. So pretty much Devin Haney's going to be fighting Cambosis twice in Australia, so it's, it's going to be a long time on that. That's why I think in the, in the long run, Stevenson moving up in weight to 135 will get him probably a fight before that, and then they'll try to set up something with him to take on the winner of Cambosis Haney. And a lot of people are already comparing him to a Floyd Mayweather. What do you make of these comparisons? You're always going to compare compare everybody to Floyd because <laughs> Floyd was the last boxer in everybody's mind, and also because of his defensive prowess. That was the one thing Floyd had. We all know that Floyd was was not getting hit, but he wasn't throwing back too much as like pretty much like what Shakur was doing in some of his earlier fights. But that's where the comparison starts, and I honestly I think that's kind of where it ends. I think this is, this is just a totally different guy. I. I, I, I need fighters uh, in this day and age, especially in this era, to not be the next Floyd Mayweather, but, but be the next who they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why is that? Just because it's it's it, it, it's imagery. That and also, believe it or not, Floyd is still fighting. Apparently, apparently, has a fight. Uh, it's an exhibition, I think, in two weeks in Dubai somewhere. Someone's mm-hmm. watching that. But <laughs> he's he's still in action. So until Floyd officially is not fighting, fighting, or even doing the the, the exhibition stuff, which I think he's gonna be doing for a while now, uh, we just gotta. Get, we need, we need more characters and more names.
Okay. There was another big fight this weekend. Um, Marcus John between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serena. And I know in your column on uh, NewYorkFights.com, you said that women's boxing will have its biggest display this weekend. Did it live up to expectations? Yes, it did. And the atmosphere for that fight sure. on Saturday in New York at, at yeah. Madison Square Garden was incredible. Uh, one of the things that I love about this fight, and the fact that the fight had a disputed uh, split decision means that we're going to be talking about this fight literally forever, like mm. every other fight that has questionable scorecards. Mm. And, no, this fight lived up to it. The numbers finally came in uh, worldwide from the zone, well, the ones that are giving them to, to, to media at least. So, But at least they said 1.5 million across the world saw this fight Saturday night somehow, some way. That was the paid people that saw it. Other people saw it as well, as we all know. So it, it, everyone was keeping an eye on, 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 the, on the, the whole event and the spectacle. And it was really a great event. And, and, it, and at this point, it's going to relaunch women's boxing for the better. And now we just sit and wait now to see if they run that fight back, which would make the most business sense. Or if we get another women's fight on that same kind of scale, like a Carissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall, which they were talking about at one point, but mm. haven't talked about lately all of a sudden. Okay, but uh, I thought Amanda Serrano had done enough to win that fight, Marcus. And I know in your preview also, you thought that Amanda Serrano can beat uh, Katie Taylor. You said she will find a way, and you went with her by unanimous decision. So what did you make of the outcome from the judges? You know what's funny? The judges' scorecard, I was mad about it more on Saturday night than I am today talking to you. But <laughs> I, I still think Serrano won as well, too. I had 96-93 Serrano. That may have been something that a lot of folks have. And it, it's just one of those fights where... I, I hate it because it's the style of the, some of these scorecards. The, the one scorecard that I had for Serrano I thought was right. The, mm. the, the two that I had for Taylor I thought were completely wide and off, and I, I just hate that. And that's more of the fact that you, you had on before the commission mentioning uh, uh, the, the announcer having wrong scorecards and stuff, and the, mm. the, the judges in the United States have the same issue here too. And, and the problem with the guys in, in, in the states here, especially with these uh, sports commissions, like especially the ones in New York or Nevada like where Canelo was at this weekend, the, the average age of the, of the people that run these things is 4,000. So we're, we're, until these guys go away, <laughs> it, it's going to be a lot more of that. But I, I fought Serrano one too, and I'm, I'm, st I'm, I'm going to stick with that, too. Yeah, so the one judge wow. did 96-93 for Taylor, the other judge 96-94 for Serrano, and the other one 97-93 for Taylor. You, you won if they were watching the same fight, eh? But, yeah, the, uh, the last one you mentioned, 97-93, that was Glenn Feldman, Glenn uh, Feldman the 79-year-old yeah. judge out of New York. <laughs> yeah, you see, we need new blood in the sport here when it comes to officiating and judging. Uh, but I saw Amanda Serrano was so happy, even though she lost the fight, and she's been talking about the money that she's going to spend and how she's going to spend that money. Was it their biggest payday there? Oh, easily. Both these women received a million, reported what they're, what they're telling media is that they received at least a million dollars for this fight each, which makes sense. I mean, they're both unified. They were, they were both champions at the time. So I think I think that she's going to be fine with that part of it. And that's why I think also they're going to run this fight back because it made so much money and it was, and it was such a great event. It's one of those mm. fights where it's like, it's, it's similar to Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, where it's like, why don't these guys fight again? And, mm. it, and sure enough, it's, it took them a while to get there, but they got they got it done again. And again, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got another one. I mean, we've been blessed with some great boxing recently. We can look forward now to Canelo and Bivol. Um, how do you see this one going? Does Canelo have something to prove here? Yes, Canelo has a proof at 175. He can match up with all of them at 175. I know he fought Sergey Kovalev before the pandemic broke out back in 2019, but Sergey Kovalev isn't the same Sergey Kovalev that everyone saw from about five to six years ago. That, that's not that's not it's not it's not, it's not the same not the same test. Bevel's a different guy. Where I think Bevel will make Canelo box more, which we haven't seen in a lot of these fights lately from him. 
and I think Bevo hopefully will be, do something different in this fight from the last like five or six we've seen uh, against Canelo, where he that that Bevo comes to Canelo to press the issue. All these last few fights against Canelo, if you saw with Caleb Plant and Billy Joe Saunders and and the two seconds of Anvi Yildirim and Callum Smith, all of those guys came to him, and once they stopped coming to him, it was target practice. Hmm. Ho- hopefully, Bevo does something different, or otherwise, we're going to get. More target practice. <laughs> <laughs> so so you wouldn't say it's a dangerous or a tricky fight for Canelo? I don't think it's dangerous. I just think it's difficult in terms of styles. Bebo hasn't done anything impressive personally on game tape in about two years. That's the one problem I have with this fight for me. Mm. Also, courtesy of CompuBox, Bebo uh, only throws about 20 jabs around. That is not going to get any 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 W against Canelo whatsoever. He, he's got he's to punch more, and that's the one thing he hasn't done in his last few fights. Okay, so can we expect a big party this weekend because Canelo likes to fight on Cinco de Mayo? Oh, yeah. No, Vegas is going to be absolutely swamped with uh, Cinco de Mayo party <laughs> shenanigans. They have a couple of uh, outdoor concerts around the arena for this in Vegas, which is impressive if you really think about it because this weekend in Vegas is going to be about 100 degrees in May. And I won't be out there to, to, to burn in the heat, but a lot of other folks will, and, and willingly too as well. And it's going, it's going to be a great atmosphere for it because this is what Canelo does every time around this year around May. And do we know why Canelo and Macabo did not happen? The, the theory that I got on Macabo and Canelo not happening is that it was Canelo's choice. I'm thinking with Macabo, they're going to look for somebody else for him at this point now that he got by a glass of around back in February. Yeah, Mkunu. Yeah. Which is interesting because actually, I didn't think Macabo won that fight, by the way, but they'll, they'll find somebody else for him. <laughs> no, you're right. A lot of us agree with you. We thought Mkunu um, did enough to win that fight there. But thanks, Marcus, for speaking to us. Always a pleasure talking to you. We appreciate the insight and the work that you do. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Anytime. Thank you, sir. Please follow him on social media, on Twitter, Wixos Radio. Marcus Johns is the man that we've been speaking to looking ahead to these fights.